Hey guys, welcome back to Artistic Liberties. I am here with a fellow actor, Greg Merma. Merma, yep. Merma, thank you for coming on. Uh, today we're going to talk about yeah. lots of stuff, cancel culture, some anime stuff. Um, you said that you were actually, well, actually first introduce yourself to the audience. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Greg Merma, aka Powercat Greg online. Um, I'm a content creator, a streamer, a actor, and just trying to, you know, find find that thing that will fulfill my soul and whatnot. And it looks like, you know, content creation and video editing and whatnot is kind of the path I'm going down. Um, got a BFA in what was called Time Arts. Uh, it had to do at the time, like all the technology uh, that was currently on the rise. So like 2D animation, 3D animation, audio editing, video editing. It was kind of like an umbrella of stuff, which is good, but yet bad because there wasn't a whole time, a lot of time to learn more of the technical aspect of it. My, the place I went to, because um, I'm originally from uh, Illinois and I went to Northern Illinois U University to get that. Uh, they were more of like, why are you doing this? Why? And then it's like, well, can you just like teach us like some technical stuff? It was like, oh, well, you know, I'm not here to hold your hand. I'm like, well, we need a, a foundation. And, you know, they did give you a foundation, but I don't think it was well in depth just because a lot of people I know and noticed in my class were struggling with it. But it was one of those things where if you could uh, BS your way uh, into explaining why you did the things, uh, you know, you could get a good grade. <laughs> I feel it's everything with every college thing. Um, I'm actually doing a BFA expose uh, podcast episode that'll probably be released in about a month. So was that just like the, the, the why they're kind of just like more, they're focused on like the idea of art or like how theory of art works. Like, can you explain a little more about how was, was your BFA traumatic? is my question <laughs> uh i mean did you it, have any particular teachers that sucked not i'm not really at least like the teachers oh my goodness I, like honestly like oh man this was back in 2010 so i don't remember <laughs> a whole lot of teachers um but that's usually how my past goes when it's stuff that i didn't care about or like didn't make a significant impact i just mentally block it because i don't care <laughs> <laughs> sort of thing um i don't I don't think there was teachers that I just dreaded going into, but a lot of them did have that liberal mindset of explain to me why you did the thing. Explain to me why is this while also criticizing the, the technical aspect of it, which they didn't teach. And I was like, how, and then you're, you're trying to do your, I mean, and then in co college in general, you're trying to do your general education as well. So you're bouncing between all these classes that you don't have time to focus on the art. I felt, and I wasn't pulling all-nighters. I refused to do that. And of course, I was going through some emotional trouble at the time there well, so you had all that together. Uh, but to get back to your original question, there wasn't really any teachers. Actually, the teachers that kind of stood out to me were kind of the hard-hitting ones um, that at least didn't take the bullshit where they saw the people kind of, you're just making stuff up because you did this at the last minute. And there were some kids that could do it and weasel by. And then there were people who didn't do it. But um, but that's the thing I guess I could say is even then it wasn't really those teachers. I can't even remember their names, like because it just goes to show that, you know, when you try to cram everything at once, you don't retain that information and stuff, unless the stuff that really like hits you hard that made you want to go and better yourself. 
So I think that's where the video editing for me came from. Cause I love sitting down and just editing videos and, you know, YouTube nowadays, if you're trying to find something that uh, you don't know how to do in like after effects or premiere uh, people online will show you how to do it. And it's just, I'm going to go and get it. So awesome um I, I hopefully that answered that question i don't know yeah it did <laughs> okay um, good good so you say we were in digital kind of like digital media animation stuff for mm -hmm. college so what made you get into the acting industry and yes um well actually i wanted to double major in art and theater um but they told because of the rec, uh, requirements uh to get you know, to take the classes to, you know, get enough points or however it worked <laughs> back then. I can't, can't even remember how it works now uh, to get your BFA. Um, it was pretty much these two acts, these two fields ask for a lot. You got to pick one. And I was like, okay. And at the time I was really into like 2D animation and 3D animation. So I went the art route as opposed to the acting route, but I didn't want to do both. Uh, but acting, I was a hyperactive kid with ADHD and um, I just liked acting as a kid. So I would be you know, doing little shows back in elementary school and whatnot. Um, uh, drama kid in high school um, took, I didn't take like audition for like college performances, but I, uh, I did plays a lot in my community uh, theater back in my hometown, uh, took classes at Second City in Chicago, um, improv. I love and, Second uh, City. <laughs> yeah, yep. And then um, even though they're super liberal, I love them. <laughs> Yeah, um, the very first experience about that, I made a, a joke about <laughs> spouse abuse and everyone laughed, but the guy was like, oh, do we have to go there? It was like, tea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was it was more like I was like, oh, yeah, you really made me mad that day. You know, that was a you know, that deserved a beating. And, and she, the person played off it. She's like, oh, yeah, you beat me hard that day, just like <laughs> laughing and stuff. So, it... I mean, yeah. Oh, go ahead. You're good. Oh, uh, hashtag I don't beat people. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't the whole point of like comedy meant to be, you know, dark and like truthful and yes and for improv? Like, I ugh. yes, exactly. Second when City it... definitely promoted the yes and. And comedy is the observation of what actually happens in life that people a lot of people laugh at that because it, it's that nervous laugh of knowing of like, oh, that person went there, but it's true. It's kind of like with, you know, with stereotypes, if you really think about it, they're there for a reason. And for me, it's like, why can't you just laugh at it and move on? Like sort of thing, because everyone has, a, everyone has stereotypes and it's just, it's so stupid of what it is. And it's like, it's like just laugh and move on and stuff but yeah comedy is about observation and um really not having a line to cross uh but when you take away that and saying well some of the stuff you say could be offensive to people you're limiting uh people and you're limiting people to the point to where it's you just make jokes about uh what they determine what is right and whatnot which i mean is completely unoriginal at this point because uh, if you just make jokes about Christians, conservatives, Trump, um, you'll get belly laughs uh, all day. And it's, it's been done a million, million times. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's also why it's so dead. And also how women are typically not funny is because they, they'll just make the jokes about their vaginas rather than actually having 
something interesting to say, you know? Yeah. A, a, a lot of it is to me, like, um, it's that humor of like a group of people say something and other people who have been there giggle and, and you go, Oh, what are you, what are you uh, laughing about? It's like, Oh, you won't get it. You weren't there. And it's exactly. like, yeah. and that's, and this is where they're expanding it to. And it's like, th this isn't funny. Like it's not yeah. funny at all. All the like inside jokes and whatnot. it's like, but then when you make a, an inside joke, like commentary comment on it then they get really offended and upset and it's like that's the whole point <laughs> i feel like yeah comedy is meant to offend it's meant to make you uncomfortable it's meant to be like certain mm -hmm. things are meant to hurt you but also you laugh because you're like oh my gosh it's hilarious because that kind of hurt me a little bit but it's also funny <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like, if it if it did offend you like every time i've been like for example I'm Mormon. So like, I've, I've seen some of the book of Mormon. Some of it goes too far, but some of it, I think it's absolutely hilarious because it hurts a little bit. Cause like the culture there is kind of sometimes true. Mm -hmm. Like the whole spooky Mormon hell dream is very real. Um, <laughs> so, well, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no. I'm, I didn't, didn't mean to interrupt. Um, I just wanted to like, if we, we can take, like, we can look back at this back in the, you know, the, the era with knights and what stuff, the, the court gesture, uh, he got a way he got allowed to get away with everything like making fun of everybody and even the king and that was the whole point like that was his job to do it and he got like the free pass because anybody else who would mock the king or something would get like beheaded or killed or something like that and you know that's kind of where i, I mean i'm not talking about the origin of comedy because i have no idea <laughs> um, but it's like one of those things where it's like you got to just laugh at yourself because no one's perfect and if you can't laugh at yourself, I don't think you can laugh at anything else. You can't take everything too seriously. Mm -hmm. It's my motto in life. Cause like, you know, it's just so dark. Why, why get offended? Also, I have like a weird new, um, what's the words mantra for myself is like, if, cause I'm a highly sensitive person and that's why I'm an actor. And so my favorite new slogan for myself is I'm too tired to be offended. Like I just don't have, I don't have this energy to be like hurt by like something stupid someone told me or like something my friend told me that hurt me. I'm like, you know what? I'm too tired. I'm just going to like let go of that energy and move on <laughs> because it's just so exhausting. Um, that was a random thought, but um, it, what's interesting is I, I heard that like Ricky Gervais right now is going to do like the most hardcore comedy tour of his life where he's going to go all out and, and offend everybody on purpose because of what's going on. And I thought that was really cool. Um, hmm. And also tonight is the Oscars, which I am boycotting. I hope you are boycotting. Um, oh, I could not give a crap about the Oscars. <laughs> I don't know if we can swear. I'm, I'm, I'm toning it down. You can if you want. Um, nah, I'm, 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 try I'm trying my best not to. Okay, <laughs> but <good. laughs> but uh, if it slipped, I just wanted to make sure if I, if, for some reason I go on a hard <laughs> tangent that <laughs> nothing will <laughs> that we're what to know not to <laughs> to go off of or whatever you're good um, no I've stopped I haven't watched Oscars I mean I never watch the Oscars because I don't care because in the end it's all it's all uh one big circle jerk pretty much is what it is and I it's used like, to watch it I used to watch it and have like the whole papers that we'd fill out and guess it and have oh Oscar. really yeah. oh wow <laughs> I lived I've in watched LA. maybe a couple in my life, but whatever. <laughs> I've watched a lot and I would be like this stupid girl who cries at like the speeches because she's like so inspired. But now I'm like, this is all dumb. This is all a show. 
Um, all platform now. Yeah, it's just dumb. I mean, it was always a platform, but, and there are some moments where you're always like, this is cringe. This is stupid. When they're just like <laughs> BLM and uh, I'm so happy I'm represented now. Well, not, I said that wrong. I'm so happy I'm represented now and la 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 la. And I'm like, we need more uh, movies for these people. And then like, meanwhile, there's all these like white girls who are like killing themselves in Hollywood because nobody will cast them. That's uh, so. yeah. It's FYI. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty dark, but man, yeah, that's well, that's sad because I've known people because uh, I'm currently in uh, Texas, and you you hear a lot of people that are moving from LA, and there, of course there's a mixture of people moving to LA too because they know that place is garbage, and now they're trying to spread that same garbage uh, in Texas. But then there's also people who move away from it because it's like everything they say about it is true. And it's like, do you really want to put yourself in it's that? hellhole there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're originally, uh, you went to L.A., right? Yeah, I lived in L.A. from 2019 to about mid-2020. and then I moved Okay, that, I remember you, I remember reading about uh, your journey a little bit, so. Yeah. That's, you read uh, that? You read that whole thing on Instagram? That's super. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to do a little research of, of uh, you know, interviews and whatnot. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, it was a good time. I mean, like I had a really crazy abusive acting teacher mm. who I, I temporarily worked for who was just wacko. Um, I won't name any names, of course, but and he kind of robbed me of money and stuff, which I did put on the story. And he was really weird. I don't know why yeah. I brought him up, but, and then, I, oh yeah. And then I had a really great uh, teacher who was a Scientologist, which we don't hold that against him. Cause he's just awesome. And like, he helped me heal a lot of my previous acting teacher traumas because he was just so kind and helpful. And he's, he's structured me into being the artist that I am today, because like, I've learned we have to be people before we can be. Uh, actors and being a person kind of enriches your acting when you return to it. I feel like that's something that the left is missing right now. It's like, if I don't become this actor, oh, LOL, I'll kill myself. They like joke. I like seeing the TikToks. There's TikToks like this. They're like, oh, if I don't become famous, oh, I'll just kill myself. I'm like, I used to be like that. And then like when the whole vaccine mandates came out and stuff, like I realized, you know, maybe this isn't something that's going to give me happiness if I give up everything for it. And mm -hmm. It's just like, it hit me. And that's why I started this podcast and stuff. And so have you ever had like a moment where you just like realized, yeah, maybe acting is fun, but I don't want to like do it all the way or. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. I've had those, those feelings. Um, this definitely with the, uh, the voiceover, uh, specifically with, with, um, anime, you, and this is kind of what social media has brought out from these people because they're two-faced. Uh, they'll be socially different in the spotlight, but then completely different uh, in real life. And I'm not talking about like the, the con face, uh, like anime conventions. Uh, there's a term that I've heard called the con face is where they put on that fake persona of just, hey, everybody, how's it going sort of thing. And then they go behind the scenes and then they just, oh my God, this you know, this asshole keeps, you know, they, it's, uh, it's, it's terrible because 
people put stake into thinking that, oh, this person likes me. But then, it, you know, then when they find out the truth about it, uh, they'll either get broken and not want to go into like for me, uh, just because I saw the and just because all the stuff that's been uh, revealed behind the scenes of uh, specifically anime voice acting, it's uh, a den of vipers. I, I still would love to act in, but I don't want to step in with those people uh, because they're backstabbers uh, because I've hung out with people beyond just uh, like conventions and stuff. And I've seen it from the sidelines uh, specifically with my friend, uh, like facing a cancellation, uh, a cancellation wave and, and other people as well. And uh, it's disgusting and it's all out of uh, jealousy and the it's out of jealousy because these people actually who actually care about their fans and care about uh at least trying to connect with people and whatnot and isn't it it's not artificial they're jealous of that and it makes no sense to me it's like well just change who you are as a person and maybe things will change for you uh but nope it's more about making sure uh, you're socially on the correct side of things the correct side of things and uh checking off that uh, sj job uh checklist which to me is actually the most disgusting thing you could do is because you're not seeing people as people you're just seeing them as a a checkbox yeah um it goes back to i think i hate to sound all jordan peterson but i don't think this is a jordan peterson quote but it might sound like it um (laughs) they're a lot like the uh crabs the bowl of crabs the crabs pull each other down when they try and get out and they all are stuck jordan peterson oh it is okay or wasn't it lobsters (laughs) or lobsters whichever uh, lobsters you know um yeah that's that's peterson <laughs> oh yeah um so it's like the crab thing and they they get so jealous of the success that someone else says like you said but they also want that for themselves and they don't realize that fame is fleeting and fame is just a number on your twitter account or whatever account um and that like it may give you money it may give you a, you know, more jobs either acting wise or whatever wise or sponsorship wise, um, but it's just still a number at the end of the day. And those people are still human beings and people forget that. And I feel like, I feel like on both left and right scales, we forget that not everything is black and white and not everything is uh, 100% uh, logical or 100%, you know, someone is 100% bad. We forget that like there are gray areas to every single person um, and situation. And I know that was a little bit of a tangent, but um, was I going to ask you about that? So like, I feel like that's also important with acting is like people have lost that. And that's why I feel like the acting and also writing of recent films that have come out that we we're not really paying attention to anymore. They're so bland because everybody's trying to uh, conform into this bowl of crabs. So they're always so scared of tiptoeing on somebody else that they don't have this gray thinking. They have this black and white because you can't play like for example you can't play a villain without understanding human condition in the, all of its black and white and gray areas you can't play a good guy either because he's going to have some bad decisions or bad things in his past as well and i feel like that's what adds depth to character and stories is the gray areas because that's real life and i feel like that's how we bring back better stories into our alternative economy yeah Sorry, mm-hmm. I was going to ask you a question with that, but I totally forgot what it was. <laughs> well, um, I mean, 
if we want to go off of uh if the question of like the yeah when they're when they're putting themselves into that criteria that they need to do it obviously they're and this is what i don't get is because they're alienating a lot of people because they get tired of it because it's the same thing over and over and what it is at least in my opinion um the reason why hollywood is so not original anymore and they're banking off of series from the past uh, is because of their retconning uh they're retconning serious series by taking the series and hoping that the fan base will be on board and just get the money and they're retconning everything uh so that future generations when they think of that series they think of their version and not the original version uh be, which they deemed as uh you know uh, uh, um offensive and all that stuff too um i th i think one of the questions that you had was is kind of like what movie i think that i that you said what movie uh Oh yeah, what movie has impact that you kind of saw that happening? Yeah, what kind of movie have you, or a TV show or any kind of art? Oh okay, um, my biggest reveal was the the Ghostbusters 2016 version. Uh, that was <laughs> that was uh, I have yet to see it to this day, and I will never see it um, unless it uh, someone else brings it over, and there's nothing else we can watch. Anything that will not give it money. Even, um, even, even if it's pirated don't yeah yeah uh <laughs> i saw it for um, free because i worked at the saw... movie theater at the time but oh okay uh um but no because the whole backlash that they received and the mocking of the fans of well you're just a, a misogynist because it's an all-female cast and it goes and it's just like no it's because we we see the bullshit like you are simply doing this banking that the fans of the franchise will simply just jump on board and mm -hmm. latch onto it. And um, one of the biggest things, I don't know if you know uh, him, the angry video game nerd made a, a video about saying, uh, he just says, I'm, I refuse to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. And people like bashed him as a misogynist and, and stuff like that. And it was like, it was so pathetic because it's like people have just been asking for a Ghostbusters 3, which if you want to, I mean, I haven't seen Afterlife yet, but at the time, if you wanted a Ghostbusters 3, watch the, uh, or excuse me, not watch, play the, the Ghostbusters, the video game. To me, that's the third, that's the third movie. Um, but that was the big eye opener to where because of the backlash and because of the director going out of his way to insult the, the you're not fans because uh, you're not supporting an all-female cast. Uh, that was the big eye opener for me that something's wrong, like something is happening to where uh, they're not caring about the franchise. And then you got like uh, the remakes, Michael Bay's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I don't want to I'll, I'll never see because I liked the original ones. I could see that for free and I didn't even see it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have that and then you're seeing, you know, with Disney Star Wars going down uh, the crapshoot. Uh, the L the Lord of the Rings, um, it's just in the new Halo series. Uh, we 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 see the game plan, but you well, know. the thing the thing about the Ghostbuster thing that bothered me the most is it felt like it was just bridesmaids, but in Ghostbusters. And That's I, what I've heard, and um, yeah, I mean, and I haven't seen Bridesmaids, but I'm I probably loved never... Bridesmaids. It's very much a female film. Um, oh, okay, well. I mean, if you like, if people like it, people like it. I had no interest in seeing it because I, 
I don't care, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but the, but like for me, the Ghostbusters movie, cause I actually did a review of the trailer at the time. And I based on my decision not to go see it because it was, it was cookie cutting uh, replacement. This person is Peter. This person is Ray. Uh, this person is this. And down to where uh, the main bad guy literally becomes the Ghostbuster signal, uh, uh, excuse me, a symbol. Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. That's what I thought of. And it's just like, this isn't original. Like this, this doesn't even look like good writing. Even if it least. wasn't all female, it still would have sucked. Yeah. And like. well, the, the, I remember I was at work and the minute I learned that Harold Ramis passed away, I was like, that's it. There's no more Ghostbusters. Like we've been asking for it and everyone was still there. I, and unfortunately, uh, Bill Murray and uh, Harold Ramis were still kind of at a feud, but they made up right before Harold passed away, which I'm glad they made up, but it was so unfortunate that it couldn't have been made up earlier to at least um, finish a movie that was written by them, by uh, Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis. But I just remember that. I'm just, and I even said out loud, I'm just like, there's no more Ghostbusters anymore. And I, I'm by no means a diehard Ghostbusters fan compared to other people, but it was just, um, it would have been nice to see a trilogy. And I know people have things about, you know, oh, you know, every time you make a sequel to a, a, a movie, it just, it can't be as good as the original one, which I'm kind of a rare case because I actually saw Ghostbusters 2 first than 1. Yeah. And I don't, I didn't mind Ghostbusters 2. So when I saw Ghostbusters 1, I was like, ooh, this one's more dark and stuff like that. I like it. <laughs> sort of thing but um you know well i just wanted ricky marinas to come back from retirement that's all i wanted yeah that would have been nice one. yeah he's he's one of my favorites like you know honey i struck the kids little shop of horrors were like my childhood so like even though my dad introduced me to ghostbusters and i wasn't the biggest ghostbuster fan i was just like ricky marinas <laughs> like that's my that's my bro like i love him um <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that was like my inspiration too of like you know uh, what inspired me to become you know an actor or an artist and stuff it was just it was those movies like uh teenage mutant ninja turtles the live action 90s movies and the cartoon uh the mask i think was definitely one that was very captivating about with the 3d animation because it still actually looks really good for today and i think that's the problem uh with many studios is that it's all about um, putting money into the advertisement and to hope to make that money back through it and to save time and save money. Uh, it goes with like computer animation and all that stuff. And I, I would like to see a studio to go back to the stuff that worked. That's why people like the nineties TMNT is because they were in actual sh uh, suits. There's animat animatronics. Uh, puppetry uh, squibs blood squibs now they're doing you know cg blood um yeah it may cost more money to do that stuff but that's why i think that's why it really those films actually still work uh to, for people and why people like it nowadays because it was in that area where it was new and they didn't really know how to capture it properly um but they made it work and some of it actually still looks really good to today's standards uh, to where I still think that the animators have no idea how to make a movie with the correct lighting with 3D animation. 
because some stuff it's just like you can clearly tell that's animation like get somebody in like a turtle suit and if you need to do some little animations here and there do it but other i mean that's why uh terminator 2 is so amazing uh because a lot of like you know with the t1000's head splitting open that was actually like a puppet made to look like that because it feels real and it feels like you're actually in it's in that environment but that was my rant about that (laughs) (laughs) um I was going to ask, wait, hold on. Um, going back to uh, comedy. Mm-hmm. So what made you get into comedy if uh, if uh, teenage, you know, and the other Ghostbusters inspired you to be into acting? What specifically made you go into comedy? Comedy? Um, I'm not a real big stand-up person, Uh Per se, I, there are some stand-up comics or, excuse me, comedians that I really like, um, but I don't go out of my way to watch it. I just, I think with comedy, it's, you always enjoy that, that feeling of being able to make someone laugh, uh, whether it's with um, being, writing clever jokes or um, being really good at telling a story. Um, I think, I, I guess when it comes to to comedians, I comedians I really loved uh, Norm Macdonald, uh, God rest his soul. Um, He's great because I just started getting into him, and uh, due to the Norm Macdonald uh, show, and um, actually with uh, Mike Tyson's mystery, he was the voice of Pigeon, <laughs> and it was really I loved that show. It was really funny. Um, yeah, it's something about making people laugh and again it's that that laughter of how you can see you kind of get the sick feeling of enjoyment when you see people squirm or they're just like ooh, sort of thing and you're just like yeah yeah i'm going there i'm going down that road you get (laughs) get ready for this because this is going to make you squirm more like you kind of get that enjoyment of watching people squirm but mostly like watching them laugh because i feel like when you can make tons of people laugh then maybe whatever troubles they have going on or something like that, it just all goes away. Cause you're just there at the moment laughing at like laughing at how stupid life is and how much like we put stock into things that if we could just laugh at it, it has no, you know, you have no power here, you know, sort of thing. <laughs> I also think there's something interesting about um, live theater, especially with like stand up and stuff. Mm-hmm. you know like you said people watch people squirm if uh, okay <laughs> makes me so angry that they like that these theater people and these other people who are just so left uh and so scared of covid that they will just wear masks on stage <laughs> during a production while they're singing well i mean they sh- they shouldn't anymore isn't covid over i thought uh i thought oh, yeah, i anymore. thought I- I thought Putin put a stop to all that. Right. <laughs> but I thought that's I thought that's done. Oh, wait, hold on. I have to show you this. This is I saw this of my um old um hang on. Let me look it up cuz this just irks me so much. It's like theater people even like when covid stopped being a problem, they're all vaccinated, right? Mm-hmm. And it's at a university. So this is the university that I dropped out of. We're going to just shit on them because you know what? They, they caused me so much trauma. It's okay. Um, it's all good. 
Um, so Western Carolina University put on Into the Woods. Let me see. And I put it on my story because it was really funny on Instagram. I don't know if you've seen it, but it is so retarded. <laughs> like I wanted, I want Elijah Schaefer to put it on slightly offensive. It's just like, why, <laughs> why are we watching a, a movie or not a movie? Sorry, I'm still trying to search it. It's being weird. Why are we watching a, a, a move, not a movie, theater production about like, you know, fairy tales and they're all wearing masks. And is my audio good, by the way. Oh yeah. Your audio is totally fine. Is mine okay? okay? Am I too loud? No, yeah, yeah, you're fine. I just, okay. I mean, I guess we're 40 minutes in and uh, I should have asked that earlier. <laughs> yeah, you should have asked need, that way earlier. <laughs> if I adjusted stuff that it was good. All right, I'm going to share right. the screen real quick and I'm going to show y'all because this is just absolutely retarded. Okay, so hang oh, on. Oh, Lord. Look at this. These are the two princes singing, you know, agony. They're definitely in agony. And then there's, um, hang on. I think this is this Cinderella. I can't tell. Oh, it is Cinderella because of her gold shoes. Like I can't tell because her face. <laughs> I can't tell her emotions like that. What that the man, hell? That, I'm more offended at the fact that that mask doesn't match her outfit at all. <laughs> it Why does. is it? Everything's purple and gold, and you're wearing a pink mask. It makes <laughs> no sense. And then there's, I think this is the baker's wife. I don't know what that emotion is. Are you happy or sad? I can't tell. She holding up like a baby or something? I think so. Or a rag. Who holding that holding that baby by its head? <laughs> yeah. Like how cringe do you have to be? Like, why? Why are we doing this? This was 2021. I was like, really? Like, and a lot of liberal productions have been having the, the audience be masked, but the actors not. Or like, you know, and that's the same thing with film and stuff. Like, look how stupid this is. I don't know what your emotions are with your mask. Like, this is just absolutely horrible social conditioning. I hate it. Yeah, Ugh. that's what it is. It's social condi conditioning and- It's stupid. Because of the, you know, all these people are vaccinated. So I don't understand wearing the mask anymore, even though uh, I'm not a medical expert. Even Fauci said that the masks don't really work. But exactly. what do I know? I'm not a medical expert. Uh, go cult. contact your, your favorite uh, person that will tell you things you want to hear cult leader dr fauci says you better wear your mask or actually it doesn't work hope he's doing all right i mean i don't know what's happening with him now looks like his job has been his job is done and he's now gone back into uh the abuso okay i have one more thing to share on this so do you know the story of into the woods from the musical no so it's basically a bunch of fairy tales all together so they have like little red riding hood they have um the prince and the prince uh usually uh the same per one of the princes also plays the wolf in little red riding hood in the show and the purpose of that is to show that looks can be deceiving and that like the theme is um something like never trust anybody you know they, they still suck if they're a prince so that's the point of casting it so they thought as a sign of girl power and feminism that they would let the wolf be played by a woman instead of a man. Because what's better than playing a pedophile wolf as a woman that says girl power? <laughs> well, I mean, I, it, it really puts a, a whole different meaning with all the better to eat you with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, why? I don't know. <laughs> Unbelievable.
but I guess not that there's anything wrong with it. Quoting a Seinfeld. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't, I don't know if this is a woman or not playing the witch. Is that meant to be done? Because I can't see their face. I don't know. It's just so weird. I just don't yeah, this understand. Ma- I, this makes no sense. Uh, you know, all these people are, are vaccinated. So why why even have it? Yeah, because it was April 2021. We got the vax by then, I think. Right. I don't know. I didn't pay attention too well. I don't know. I didn't pay attention either. I just know that. I don't know. I guess it's good. It's good for you. <laughs> and the thing um, that I've. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I know with uh, with musicals, um, I've, I've only seen a couple like I saw Peter Pan. Um, I saw Ragtimes, uh, but the, the musical, I guess that really stuck with me the most was Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Uh, That's a good one. Just because I, I got to. Yeah, I, I got to see the one with actually with uh, Donny Osmond in it, but I saw different versions as well. And I don't know, that one just always stuck with me. Um, I, I even have the original like soundtrack from like the Canadian performance or, or performance. Um, that's like the only like a couple of uh, musicals that I've seen. Other than that, I don't. I'd like to see the Book of Mormon, but I haven't seen uh, it. I've just I've listened to some tracks, and some tracks I'm like, okay, this is a bop. This is hilarious. Um, this is. Well, I, I, I like Matt Stone and and Trey Parker. Um, They're pretty just because they're funny and. I think it's, it's, they know what to do to poke fun at everybody. Oh yeah. Like that's, and very clever too. Cause they care about the writing. That's why they didn't like family guy. It's, it's just gags. And I think, I think if you can do gags, right, then it's fine. But family guy's gone down the shithole. Um, oh yeah. Uh, for quite a while. Um, I mean, so, so is SNL like, oof. Oh, I've stopped watching SNL years and years. And I wasn't even a diehard SNL fan either. I don't watch a whole lot of TV, uh, if you can't tell already, just because uh, (laughs) anything that I can try to watch uh, just gets destroyed. Even watching anime has been hard for me just because I know what's happening behind the scenes. Um, It's it's just sad. It's sad because people. Sorry, I just had a realization. I had a a dream. So have you heard of Doctor Who before? Doctor Who, yeah. Yeah. So I always claim, I always, excuse me, I always complain on this podcast about Dr. Who and how it's turned completely woke. And I I thought that this dream was reality because sometimes I forget what's reality and what's dream sometimes because I, you know, it's just in my subconscious, um, chilling. And I just remembered that I had a dream that Dr. Who went so freaking woke, (laughs) like even worse than it is now. (laughs) And that they like had like three gay characters all at once being like this pollen polyamorous couple with the doctor and they were all like people of color flying around and I'm like you know what that's actually probably not too far in the future what if that's like a precognition oh gosh because oh I would not be surprised me neither and they're all non-binary because regeneration (laughs) oh lord I miss doctor who when it was good Anyway, sorry, that was just a rant. <laughs> nah, it's all good. It's all good. It's um, crazy. Yeah, SNL's dead. Oh, man. I, I watch them just to, like, see how cringe they are, just to make fun of it. And sometimes they're just so bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, this is propaganda right here. That's all it is. It's just propaganda that makes the people in their club laugh. Yeah, absolutely. 
And it's just crazy. Oh, that's what I was going to say. So the thing with theater is it's such a cult. Like you're saying, like everybody's like, oh, everybody must be vaxxed or else you can't be in the system. You can't be in the, you can't get cast. And if you're not boosted, you're not doing what's right for everybody. And yet they were the first ones to lock down. They're like, oh guys, let's have some Zoom theater. And I don't know if you've ever done a Zoom theater before. It is hell. That sounds fun. That sounds very, very terrible and a poor idea. Do you remember all like the weird reunion Zooms that they had from like all these different shows back in 2020? It's like that, but like everybody's awkward, even worse than like what they were. And it's like, they're all reading a script and it's just stupid. Sounds terrible. My uh, class that I, I would have been in if I didn't drop out, they did, uh, I think, Love's Labor's Lost in Shakespeare through Zoom. I just saw a trailer of it. And it was like the worst thing ever. And so I feel like they're lying to themselves. They're in this cult. They're like, oh, Zoom theater's safe, so it's good. And I'm just like, no, it's not. Like, you have to have human-to-human connection or it's actually going to be good. <laughs> it's all art it's all artificial like these these people want to make it artificial yeah they want to make it like the metaverse or something it's creepy i'm like why would anybody want that and then i'm like oh yeah it's because they're mentally ill (laughs) yeah um i mean that's going down another rabbit hole i like joining uh because i'm i'm a christian i like learning about like the nephilim and the supernatural side of stuff and uh, you know, I think we're, we're getting in, we're getting into days of Noah where like the sort of artificial chaos is like a whole, the whole part of the, the elitist's plan because they're yeah. out there. They know what they're, you know, they're puppet masters and all that crap. So they're, they're all demons. Yeah. They're all, yep. inter- they're all intergalactic demons to quote Mr. Alex Jones, genius. <laughs> yep. They're turning the frogs gay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or to quote <laughs> elijah schaefer they're just they're just retarded <laughs> a lot of retardos oh yeah Oof. but you know oh. i'm kind of retarded too but you know aren't we all just all a little retarded yeah <laughs> i believe so just a little touched because we don't have because we're not all perfect like christ the only person who's not retarded is, is jesus christ there we go <laughs> very very elegantly put <laughs> it's true because <laughs> because he doesn't make mistakes so yet we make retarded mistakes so you know mm-hmm. yep <laughs> oh i really hope i don't get it on out of context page because that would be whoo anyway <laughs> now whatever. Make it. whatever um, got the so- full video they try to do that just be like here's the full length bam bam listen to it listen um, to it <laughs> there's another question i was gonna ask you oh um so do you have any faith for like the future of entertainment at all with this uh, second economy kind of stuff at all uh not really um i think the way to combat this is we actually do probably need to start gatekeeping again Um, there needs to be some gatekeeping, uh, to keep this garbage out of stuff because you can tell the people who want to get in there, not because they actually care about the franchise is that they want to use that as a platform uh, to push their agenda and to change everything. So you Um, mean, you mean gatekeeping by like with fandoms or certain things or. Oh, like fandoms, um, 
creating your own studios and stuff. I know, I know it'd be hard and stuff. Um, you know, being, be inclusive to everyone. But for me, it's like, if I start seeing that people are starting to run their mouths off on social media or whatever, like you can, you have the, the right to say whatever you want and stuff, but it's, it's when you try to bring that into the studio or whatever. And it's like, we're here for the craft and we're here for the job. This is what we're focusing on. Uh, if you seem to feel that this is more of a priority for you than this is, then I don't want you here. You can go find somewhere else. That's what I'm talking about too. And I think it, we almost need to bring back like the like movies from like the 90s and stuff like that. Because those, those are the franchises that these people are retconning to try and because they know it was such a huge, huge success, but there's stuff in there that offends them. So they're trying to retcon that stuff out by putting in their political agenda and hoping that the next generation uh, goes to their version and not the version that it was based on. Um, I feel like, I feel like we need to do that. I feel that Republicans and rhinos um, need to they need to cut, they need to be caught up with the technology. I think there are people who just don't understand it. And that's where we lose a lot of ground hold. It's because like, well, I just don't understand this. Uh, so the, the vocalized people who are on the other side, who are just spewing all this stuff on them, that's kind of where they're just like, y y I don't know. It. it seems like, you know, it more than I do. It's like, no, you got to be up to date on this stuff because what they're saying is a twisted version. Like, look, exactly what it is and get on board get up to date with the technology i think that's a, a big issue that a lot of people uh that are still in uh the position of power uh, don't understand or they're purposely not understanding it because they're all in bed with each other uh i'll, I'll be the ignorant dumb person and you can be the the projected uh hero of society uh just as long as we all stay in power um mm -hmm. i think that's what it is uh, because we know the script, um, starting up, a, you know, trying to start your own version of Twitter and stuff like that. They'll say, if you don't like this, if you don't like Twitter, then get off it and start your own. You'll, someone will start it. And then those same people will go, well, this is a platform for hate speech and uh, neo-Nazi. Know the script. We know what they're going to do. And there's a point where it's almost to a point where there's almost a legal monopoly happening, but then it also can become so big. It can, it can't be maintained anymore. And it's a public platform, which I think Twitter, uh, I think the, the Senate or whoever's in charge needs to get off their ass and just declare Twitter a public platform. And then a lot of their, uh, their ever changing, uh, terms of services will, will, uh, be thrown into the, uh, fiery pits of Gehenna, um, because they can't, they can't control it anymore. So yeah. I think, I feel like that's, that's something we can do. And I also, there's also a little saying I've been saying as well, which is shame them with truth with a little trolling into it. Cause that's what these people like, that's what makes them infuriated, but it also infuriates them when you troll them a little. And then when they try to contact you, you just ignore them and just like talk to the other people, you know, because, you know, they're the cuck in the room that's like, hey, how's everyone doing here? I'm doing good. Well, I'm not. I'm offended. And it's like, oh, well, we don't care about you. You can leave, <laughs> like sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> sort of thing. I think that's what we need to do. Because at the end of the day, you know, we can show that we can all be inclusive, but these people have made it so extreme that it's like, well, if you, if you even remotely show a, a hint of agreeance, 
uh, to this side, you're the enemy. You're part of it too. But these people don't realize that if the other side, if the right side would go as extreme, they wouldn't, they would be annihilated. Like they don't, I think they have no clue on, on how much, uh, if the right used their tactics on how much they would get destroyed. Do you um, think the right is emerging that way or no? Or just too late? I think it's emerging here and there, but um, same. Uh, I think it needs to be, I think it needs to go more as far, like there's certain days where I'm just like, cause it's, it's ever changing too. Cause mm-hmm. as a Christian, I'm trying to hold up my Christian values as well. But then, you know, even at times in, in the Bible, you know, uh, there was some extreme stuff um, that, that happened. Uh, for example, the Jewish uh, community back in there, ever notice how the Jewish community never had prisons to hold people in? Uh, that's because they would stone people uh, when, when they broke the law and stuff like that. I'm all for public execution, by the way. I think we need to bring that back. That will, uh, that will uh, I think, set the tone for a lot of people and stuff. But, but um, all joking aside, um, you can only poke the bear so much until it wakes up and, sla- and slashes and gnaws your face off. And then you have no reason to complain that the bear hurt you when you're, when you're poking it. That's, yeah. what, that's what I think. I think we, you know, we need to be smart about it. But you know, there's just times where you know, I'm, I'm in that that Bugs Bunny uh, mentality, fight fire with, with fire, I always say, you know, sort of thing. Yeah, we can't keep uh, just being libertarians about it. I mean, like mm-hmm. I used you, to You be... got to take a stand on something and you got to realize that there will be backlash from it, but you got to hold your ground because you can poke a lot of holes in their, in their uh, mentality and in their morality and in their principles because they build it on a house of sand. That's mm-hmm. why it's ever changing. That's why you see them jump on the next bandwagon, even though their previous bandwagon goes against the the current one. Uh, exactly. They just have to make sure that they're constantly in the right socially. Which is ever changing as well. Whatever they say is right is changing. Mm-hmm. So where can people find you? Oh, in a dumpster somewhere. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, people can find me on uh, YouTube, uh, Instagram, and Twitter at uh powerkeg greg um i think some of the handles are greg merima uh where my name is oh, that way uh m-e-r-e-m-a but if you type in powerkeg greg I, I i'll show up and then you can click on my profile there i do know on twitter at greg merima um i have a link uh with a link tree and it has all my my listings on there too um i i stream whenever i can uh, usually at seven on the weekdays and then on the weekends uh like between two and four and then on Fridays, my best friend, uh, Eric Rolon, uh, aka Angel Legend, um, him and I do something called Hot Button Co-op, uh, where we just get together and we shoot the breeze about whatever topics, uh, uh, the Bible, faith, uh, current news, and all that stuff while playing a co-op game. Oh, nice. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's really fun. Really fun. <laughs> so just like, so did you hear about this? Oh my gosh, what what happened? Well, blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's retarded. <laughs> as we <laughs> play the that. game. I love yeah, as we play the game. We're, we're currently playing Halo, uh, but I think we're about to finish Halo up and then we'll switch over to some Metal Slug. Oh, nice. Um, well, thank you for coming on, Greg. That was awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. I don't know if the format <laughs> went the way you wanted it, but it's totally I try, fine. I, I, I try usually, my best. 
I try my, my best. My questions are more of a guideline. I kind of like having just like full on conversations with people because you know it's more natural that way. <laughs> yeah, it's more it's more real. It's more real. It's more substantial. So more substantial, yes. Um, but no, yeah, it was a uh, it was actually great meeting you because um I believe we met when Sydney or Elijah said who who should we get on the show and I kind of explained uh, my feelings on the matter and you're like yes and you know I looked and I'm like oh you seem like a cool person sure follow <laughs> and then then and the I rest like, was oh, what, what's up and then I commented hey put me on there put me on there you need women <laughs> <laughs> you need women get them you need that women take <laughs> you need you need Chrissy Mayer's uh twin or uh yeah yeah I, I've been uh, following her a little bit lately so i tagged her really and i was good. like i was like hey chrissy uh if you ever need a <laughs> oh you know, i saw that she's like be my stunt double i'm like yes <laughs> yes take it i'll have to Tit get some fake now. boobs but you know no <laughs> whatever whatever you gotta <laughs> whatever. do sex sells that's the other thing that gets me a little giggly too is like you you see these twitch streamers and stuff doing uh you know female twitch streamers um clearly showing off their uh, their body uh, to pull in views and stuff which you know whatever you do what you want to do per se but then it's like oh i get so tired of this because it's not you know it's not all about that it's like well you're using that as a selling point like <laughs> i don't know about you but the three themes i learned when it comes to advertisement is money sex and power every advertisement will have that in that theme in there in some way shape and form uh so i don't i don't get it exactly but, you know <laughs> But that's the thing that. too. That's the thing too, is that you have people who are uh, simply using that uh, to lure in people just to get money from them too. But then you have the like actual, like true, awesome, you know, gamers, like, or whoever who actually want to have a conversation and connect with people uh, will sometimes rise up to the top and sometimes just get uh, pushed yeah. down, which I think is sad. Cause I think I think there's a lot of talented people out there who may never get a chance uh, to share to the world that talent or have a very limited viewing of it uh, simply because these people in power uh, don't want to give it up and you don't match the criteria. And I think it's a uh, 100% bullshit. Me too. I mean, they want to just promote mediocrity. I had this conversation with someone else. They said that like, it's meant to be more mind numbing to control people, I think. Yep. Yeah. Tom McDonald brainwashed. Yep, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Uh, guys, don't forget to review this podcast with a five-star review. We'll probably read it once we get a five-star review. So go do that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, don't forget to share, like, subscribe to the channel, as well as follow me and Greg on Instagram. Um, I'm at Lindsay Balif, L-Y-N-Z-E-E, not L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. That's my personal one. And then uh, you can find me on Twitter, which is the same as Instagram. And also I have a whole link tree. And also, so does Greg. Greg is on Twitter. And you can find his link tree at Greg Marima. Marima? Ah, Marima. I said it wrong Second this one. time. No. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> Just call me Greg. Just, you know, one name, like, um, I don't know, Madonna or Cher. You can find <laughs> as, him as, there. <laughs> as lame as possible, Greg. <laughs> you can and even my Greg. name that I made up, it was like one time I was just lying in bed. I'm just like. I don't know what rhymes with Greg. And then there was like powder keg, which is like, I like that. Cause I was trying to do an angry review persona, which, eh, it was a, it was a, you know, people always try to do that stuff. And I was like, that was fun, but whatever. So then I changed it to power, like a, like a power up from like a video game and energy item to like boost yourself up and stuff. So 
but I'm, I feel like I'm always terrible at making up names. Like, I just feel like I'm garbage at it. <laughs> so. Same. Like my friend, he has token black guy and I'm like, cool, that's great for you. Um, I think I would do something really cringe. So I'm just going to go by my name. <laughs> Cause I whatever, like whatever I, have works. I have enough cringes myself sometimes, you know, so I'm like better just keep my name. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And, uh, Thank y'all for watching. Tune in next week for the next episode yeah. of Artistic yeah, Liberty. Thank you very much for reaching out. So yeah. love to chat again sometime if you ever want, if you ever want to. I'd love to.